Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Already did high school football. Now time for some high school basketball. Coach Sean Spencer drops by from Rhodes High School. We talk about high school basketball now and the future with the OHSAA. It's coming up on the emerging podcast scene. The Backroom Edition brought to you by Extend Technologies on 92.3 The Fan Extra on the free Odyssey app. The first four hours were simply in a moose-bouche. I'm stuffed. I can't remember the last time I ate this much. Sure you don't want no dessert? Not for me. Yeah, I'm good. Your table is ready for Carmen and Lima's emerging podcast scene. We're brought to you by Extend Technologies, X-T-E-N-D-A-V.com. The back room series continues, because I wasn't able to do it last Thursday because I was a sickie. And then I'm back, and thank God for Coach Sean Spencer, who was cool about it last week. I was like, I can't do it, Coach. I'm sick. And he's like, ah, you're good. Uh, But we were able to get Coach Spencer back, Sean Spencer, from Rhodes High School on the emerging podcast scene, brought to you by Extend Technologies. He's the boys' basketball coach there. Coach, thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me, man. I'm glad you're feeling better. Thank you very much for for waiting, and thank you very much for your kindness here. I, I hate to talk to you after a loss but I have to talk to you after a loss. Hate to do it. How did it go last night? Obviously the season is the season over. It seems that it ended not the way you wanted it to. Yeah. The season's over. Guys play hard. Uh, We lost by two points. My my kids competed. We put together this roster, honestly on the go this year. So this, this team here brought his own challenges, man, but those guys fought hard. We won 15 games. We lost eight. So um, yeah, that that pretty much sums up this year. I mean, you guys have had, what was uh, you played at Rhodes? And you know, I, I there's other reasons I brought you on because there's a lot of conversation about the OHSA and things like that. And we'll get to that. But you played at Rhodes High School, correct? No, I played at Collinwood High School. Oh my gosh, that's right. Okay, yep, Collinwood High School. Okay, so what was Rhodes like when you were in high school? So they were very good. Uh, my my junior year, um, I wasn't a, a big time contributor on the team, but I was a part of the team. We played um, Rhodes. Two times that year, mm-hmm. lost to them both times. Uh, they, they were they, they, they were huge. They had Joe Roberts, uh, Juan Goodwin back then. They had um, uh, a big guy Jeff Milligan. That year, 2004, believe it or not, it was two city schools that made it to the regionals of the OHSAA state tournament. Wow. And it was Collinwood and Rhodes. We lost four games that year. Uh, two to Rhodes, one to Euclid, and one to the eventual state champion Ken McKinley. That's unbelievable. So wait, what year was that, by the way? 
2004. I graduated in 2005. Okay. Because I'm from Perry, down there next to Canton McKinley, and my uncle was like a booster back then. So I, I know about those teams, and I, I just never put two and two together. And I got the blue mixed up because I'm like, oh, he coaches in blue, and I didn't realize, yeah, Collinwood, my God. Um, oh, good. Uh, so I, I want some background on you first, just to ex- explore it with everybody. So what got you into coaching, and when did you get the Rhodes High School head coaching job? So I got into coaching. I, I ended up taking a job working with students, uh, working with kids, when I was in college, I came home for a summer, went to the University of Toledo, came home for a summer, took a job with the city of Cleveland, painting fire hydrants. Ended up developing those relationships with kids. Like, oh, man, I can come back and help people that look and sound and come from places similar than I have. Um, and in turn, I uh, volunteered in 2009 when I graduated from undergrad at South High School, the very last year they were open. And then in 2010, I applied at Rose High School under Louis Moore as the head coach then, who was my high school coach. Mm-hmm. And then uh, 2015, he stepped down and uh, paved the way for me to become the head coach here at Rose in 2015-2016. So you've been there for a while, and and now it's – I mean, you haven't been there forever, but you've been there for a while, and you've had to go through a ton of change. It's almost like there's a high school transfer portal out there. I know you lost a kid last season. You know, we don't need to get into that. My God, he's a high school kid. No big deal. But, Mm -hmm. you know, you are – you're at a school that has done pretty well for itself when it comes to high school basketball. And, and part of that is certainly under you. You've, you've been successful as a high school basketball coach. But now, how much more competitive has it been, especially over like the last three years where I know it's not like transfer portal, transfer portal stuff, but it's, it's kind of looking that way, especially with high school basketball. It's teetering the line for sure. And honestly, these kids just mimic what they see the adults do. So when you see LeBron come on and say, he teams up with D. Wade and, and, and Chris Bosch and said not one, not two, not three, you know, all that good stuff. And now these guys play together with AAU, hanging hotels for, you know, three, four, five, six weekends in the summertime. And they say, you know, like, man, you know, we should play together. And that happens, you know, kids, you know, some of them don't have as much guidance as others. So parents aren't, you know, in, in their ears or, or somebody they trust to tell them the right thing at all times. So these kids are kind of doing what they think is best. And I'm not knocking any kid, but just my, mm-hmm. my thing is, and not to harp on it, but just make sure you know the rules when you do it if you decide to uh, do any of that transfer stuff around me. How much of the stuff, how much, how much bad advice do coaches like you and other guys have to kind of go through when it comes to some of the players? Uh, so every kid thinks they're a star. Most parents who are invested in their kid think their kid is a star. Uh-huh. And when I say star, Ken, they're thinking their guys are D1. Um, since I've been here at Rose, I've been fortunate enough to coach uh, – Three Division One guys since 2015, 2016. Um, and there's a difference. Those guys stand out. Those guys play the game at a different level from the time they walk in the gym. Most of these other guys, you know, once that final high school bell, once that final high school horn rings for that final game, mm-hmm. that's it, Ken, unless they're playing in a, in a local gym. What happens is these guys get this, between social media being, you know, something that's pumping these kids up to think they're a lot better than what they really think they are, um, and then people in their ear just lying to them. You know, hey, if you come to my school, I can get you to this school. When it don't work like that, if you can play, coaches are going to come get you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It takes some relationships, which, which happens. But if you can play and you send enough film out there, coaches will come get you. You mentioned the social media aspect. I, I've seen this with, like, everybody talks about Kevin Durant. And before I used to kind of get worked up about Kevin Durant and stuff like that, it's like, I don't think this guy cares. I think he's on a different level. But I, I've brought this up with Lima a bunch of times, and I think it's true. And Lima was one of the first ones to think about it, too, where you got guys who go from high school where everybody's saying nice things about you. 
And then you go to a, then you go to college, and you're going to get some people who aren't saying nice things about you. And then you might, if you do get to go to the NBA, obviously a lot of people ain't going to be saying nice things about you. And so you go from everybody loves you to what feels like everybody hates you. And I think that messes with a young man's mind. Absolutely. Uh, you know, when, when the coaches are recruiting, and this is I beat anyway, um, they, they tell you everything you want to hear. If you're a Division One guy and they're investing that time and interest in you and flying here to Cleveland, coming to a city school like Rhodes, mm-hmm. uh, they're going to tell you what you want to hear, everything you want to hear. Now, when you get down there, it's usually going to be somebody who didn't recruit you on the staff who's going to tell you everything that you need to work on. It's probably not going to tell you in the, in the way you want to hear it. Mm-hmm. So kids, of, of course, struggle with that. And then, two, anytime you're not telling a kid, in my opinion right now, uh, how good they are, you're hating. If, if you're not telling them, you know, hey, man, you're the greatest thing since sliced bread, you're automatically listed as a hater. No, I'm not a hater. I just want you to work on your game mm-hmm. to make sure you can play when you get to that school. Do you think Coach Sean Spencer joining us, head coach of Rhodes High School, do you think it's easier or harder that you're at a public school? And the reason I ask, like, I've had guys who've coached at at uh, private schools, Catholic schools, whatever. And, I mean, they. I had a buddy who got ran out of town on a rail, basically, for just not playing a kid. And his dad was a booster, and that was it. And it got ugly. And, like, there – Maybe you're allowed to coach him a little bit harder at a public school. What do you think? Uh, in most instances, we are. I mean, there's when, when I inherited the program here, there, there weren't many high expectations mm-hmm. uh, since we've had the program now. Um, you know, we made it to the district finals. We, we were a game away from, you know, the regionals. Um, so the expectations we, we've kind of put on ourselves, um, whereas you go to one of those private schools, you know, they want to win. They want to win right now. There's no time to wait. You know, my, my dad, you know, is running this. My dad is a part of this. He send money. You know, he needs, this kid needs to play. And in city school, you don't get that as much. You also don't get that type of support. So mm-hmm. that's why you see me asking for donors and, and sponsors and all that other good stuff just to help us have everything that those guys have, shooting guns, gym time, uh, caps, and everything else that we need to be successful, and also to give these guys an opportunity for exposure. Well, I, I know I've got you with the retweet a couple of times with the video board and things like that. So, I mean, you've done a lot. I, it's it's almost like you're a college coach because you're, you're a fundraiser and you're a basketball coach. Like, it's not just coaching basketball. Co- correct. Correct. Yeah. And shout out to um, my, my principal here at the school, man. She, she supports our basketball program. We're really like the front porch to the school. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. we, our basketball program has helped with enrollment, helps with school culture, just helps with just keeping – guys occupied to keep the nonsense you know when, when kids aren't occupied they get into silly stuff so yeah. just keep kids occupied and, and and of course man i'm, I'm full of service here i want to make sure that these guys have everything they need to be successful i don't want any excuses to be in the way so if you want this we're gonna go get it to make sure we have it yeah and it is a good culture the atmosphere in that gym is exceptional um but now tell me on the rules here like is it only kids who are in your neighborhood, your part of the city, able to go to Rhodes, or can kids from Collinwood come west to you? Or yeah, west. So, yep, yep, yep. So we're open enrollment, Ken. If a kid lives in, in Berea or or, or um, Twinsburg and they want to decide to come to Rhodes, um, they can come to Rhodes. So okay. that 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 doesn't matter. The thing is, though, I, I have to you know sell them on the program, sell them on. We're, we're also the highest performing academic school a non-criteria academic school in our district. So that helps. We, we do well on the court, but we also do very well academically. Before COVID, Ken, our school had a B on our state report card. So we're, we're, we're doing something right over here. Post-COVID, things have changed, but we're, we're, we're trying to fight like crazy to get back to that. Well, it makes it tough for a multitude of reasons, and you and I have talked about that several times. Um, 
like, so for you, because you see what like Ted Ginn did with football at Glenville. Amazing. Is it I like there for a year? Yeah. Is, so is it like for you? Is it kind of one of those? All right. Like, if you if, if you're at the John Marshall neighborhood, you want to come on over. You want to stay in the city. Come on over. Is it you, you kind of keep an open porch type of thing there for him? Absolutely, absolutely. And what I like to do though, Ken, honestly, basketball is a little bit different than football. Football, you know, those guys need numbers. Those guys need a lot of numbers, yeah. and you kind of, you know, you need some talent within the numbers, but numbers help. Whereas basketball, I need skill. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. I mean, a, a lot of numbers, you know, look good, but if we're going under getting our head cracked, that doesn't, you know, that doesn't really help. So, we we try to hit the middle schools hard in the city. You know, I, I go to middle school games when they decide they come in the rows and I get confirmation from their mom and they go in the portal and select rows. I give them a T-shirt. We take a picture. We make a post on Instagram just to give those kids a sense of, you know, feeling and belief and also just imitating what they see at the collegiate level when those guys sign at those schools. Coach Sean Spencer joining us from Rhodes High School. What, what do you like about high school basketball in the state of Ohio? Um, the, the atmosphere, Ken, even last night, I, I know, you know, that, that program and I, we don't have the best history, you know, uh, here, here recently, but the high school, that, that, that was a great high school basketball game last night. And also it brings a sense of community here to our, our community in Northeast Ohio. I mean, there's some really good teams up here and, and, and I enjoy competition, Ken. I'm, I'm a competitive guy. We're playing Uno. I want to win. So uh, I enjoy competition to be honest. What? What makes you nervous about the future of high school basketball in the state of Ohio? Um, I'm not really nervous. Um, I, I want the talent to stay local. Uh, with some of these programs and, and social media platforms that turn into programs, some of our better athletes are ended up leaving. You know what I mean? Some of these kids are getting offers and getting paid, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars to go play places in, 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 in school right now. So I just want guys to stay local. I'm excited to see what what, the, what it's going to look like with the shot clock. I'm hoping we go to that to kind of speed up the game, pick up the possessions, and you know, don't let people just sit there and just hold the ball. I, I'm not a big fan of guys just holding the ball, so I'm excited to see what that looks like. Um, and I want kids to stay 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 busy. Uh, on- Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
on the girls' front, we need more girls to play. We need more girls to play here in the city. We need more girls to play, period. So, on the girls' basketball side, I'm just to see what that looks like in a few years here. I'm going to get to the girls here in a second. You mentioned the shot clock. I mean, that's a four-letter word to some people when we mentioned Around this time, you know, you'll see, a, you'll see a game where someone holds the ball, and there was one on the west side in a girls' game, and I don't want to get too into it because I, I felt bad because there were some people who were really upset about that. Uh, uh, about the coaching situation there. And I was like, well, we don't need to be removing people over this for crying out loud. But either way, I mean, I'm pro shot clock. I know Tone's pro shot clock. Immediately people get in and go crazy with us about the shot clock. But you're a head basketball coach. You've been that way for a long time, and you're you're looking forward to a shot clock. Yeah, I am. I'm, I'm pro shot clock as well. Okay, you've been in our gym. You've seen us play. We, we like to pick up the pace Move a little it. bit. Yes. So, so I mean, that, that helps with, with city guys and, and, and just our, our pace. And way we like to play, and also it eliminates all that thinking. When you got to start overthinking, people holding the ball. I saw a score. One of my friends recently played a state playoff game, and the final score was twenty-six to twenty-three. Boys basketball, you know, thirty-two minutes of basketball, and we only score forty-nine points as a total. I, I don't, I don't think that's good, and it's also not preparing them. If these kids are fortunate enough to play at the next level, there's going to be a shot clock. Wherever you go, there's going to yeah. be a shot clock. So. I mean, if we're really preparing or trying to prepare our students for that, we, we need to make sure we're doing a good job of it. Well, I don't even know. I can't think of a downside. Like, I, you know, people talk about, well, you can't set up an offense. And we're like, well, you, you, don't need the, you don't need the quarter to set up an offense. I don't understand that. And, again, I watched you guys play, and I've seen, like, Matt Gould's coverage is great, and I've seen the video from the Q, or excuse me, Rocket Mortgage and all the other things where it's like, man, you could push the ball. And the basketball yeah. – and, and, Sean, I ain't kidding you. The basketball I grew – again – I mentioned Canton McKinley. Now, they had guys that they weren't all city of Canton guys. I ain't going to lie to you. But I grew up going to McKinley games and watching them push the pace. And I'm talking when they would play, when they would have the alumni games and they would have Lincoln and Lehman and Timken and McKinley play against each other. You're talking about 50-year-old guys pushing the pace where these guys played in the 60s. And I'm going, now I think back in my own memory, I go, why, why? Why all of a sudden we just insist on holding the ball over here? Like it's almost like some programs want to go backwards. Yeah, and I think too some guys are so caught up in their system. Like you know they know it works. You know if if, if you don't have the athletes to run up and down the floor with an athletic group, you know you you kind of try to do that. But to, we're not eliminating zone. You know what I mean? So I, I think we need to go ahead and implement that shot clock and make it happen here in the state. I'm pro shot clock. I want to see what it looks like. You know even when we run into some of the, the powerhouses around here, we're trying to get the shot clock. Guess what? Either we get better or, or get out the gym. Either or. You got a couple options. Coach Sean Spencer joining us here on the show. So the girls' basketball game. I, I'm, I'm surprised. It's bigger than ever in, in college. You said there's not enough playing in high school. There's not, especially not here in the city. So I think we had two schools this year that were able to host a uh, freshman team, and then we had a number of schools who didn't even have a JV girls' basketball team. So we got to get more girls interested in girls' basketball, and it's not going to start at the high school level. So we got to do some youth basketball stuff. I'm going to be in contact with our, um, with our commissioner here just to pick up the uh, interest in, in girls' basketball here in the city because, again, at, at the collegiate level, the young lady at Iowa, the young lady out of USC, the young lady at LSU, uh, the young lady um, um, at Ohio State. Ohio yeah. State's doing well, too, this year. So, I mean, there's an opportunity for it, and the game continues to grow. Um, I, I'm just interested to see what that looks like. I'm also a, a girl dad as well. and She plays a little basketball, so I want to see what that looks like. <laughs> Coach Sean Spencer joining us here on the show. So for for you, you know, how long do you want to do this? 
Ken, that's a great question. So um, we'll, we'll see where life goes. I, I, my, my goal was to get to the collegiate level. I think I bring a lot to um, to the program. I'm, I'm over the social media piece. I'm over the fundraising. I'm over the the actual game management, the the the, day, the game management as well as the game. Um, so I bring a lot to the table. I, I have a, a decent resume here in the city. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see, Ken. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not, I'm not leaning one way or another. I, I thoroughly enjoy helping kids from the city, but I also want to go obtain some goals I have in my own mind as well. Have, have you reevaluated that a time or two since the, the NIL era has taken over and the transfer portal and the bottlenecking has gone on? Um, a- absolutely. I'm, um, I'm going to see what happens. I, I, I was offered nothing super serious an opportunity to coach at the collegiate level before, uh, but also have a family. So I, I can't, mm-hmm. you know, take a huge pay cut and still try to maintain the lifestyle in which uh, my, my kids are used to. So mm-hmm. I got to be mindful of that. But I, I, I'm interested to see, Ken. I, I think I can do a decent job. I, I've had some players who didn't live in the Rose community get over here, and I didn't have much to offer them other than the opportunity to play and make sure that college coaches would be here. So if, if I get a little budget and, and opportunity, I think I can help the program out tremendously. Coach Sean Spencer joining us on the show. Man, I can't thank you enough for coming on. I, thank you very much for waiting a week. You know I appreciate it. And, of course, all the best to you guys, buddy. Thanks a lot, Ken. Look, look forward to seeing you soon, okay? Yes, sir. Sean Spencer joining us here on the podcast. On the Emerging Podcast scene presented by Extend Technologies, the backroom edition with Coach Sean Spencer. Lima, of course, I, I kept him out of the first conversation with high school football coach Matt Adorney, and I wanted to bring on Coach Sean because it's like, I don't know, Owen, I, I think about, you know, you and I are football guys. Right. Lima knows a lot of college college coaches, high school basketball coaches. He knows a lot of college, like basketball guys. And my whole thing is, and I didn't want to necessarily say to Coach Sean, like I, we're all talking about college guys going to the NFL. My whole thing of it is, like, it's not just college guys going to the NFL. There are guys who they're kind of reevaluating life, and they're going, all right, I've made this. I know I can save this, or already I might already be set. Like, they might be thinking here over the next couple of years if things don't change. Like, my whole thing is, and this is different from college. I know that because there's some guys where they – basketball. This is different from basketball. Like football, my whole thing is, well, can you hold on for the, another couple of years because I do think changes are coming. But I think for some guys, they're like, you know, I don't need all this. Maybe I've done well enough that I banked enough that I can go back. And, like, there's guys like not even – because there's only so much room at the end when it comes to the NFL. There's guys who have gone back to high school. I, like, there's a couple of guys who were college coaches – in Northeast Ohio, who came back to high school over the last couple of years? Yeah, I wonder. Um, it's it's the hassle versus it's that risk reward principle. But this one is how much the hassle and headaches out uh, get outweighed by um, not even the job anymore, but the amount of money. It seems to all be a money thing, whether it's the players or the coaches. And I, I mean, I don't blame them. That you know, Ryan Day. When he originally, um, you know, made the switch at offensive coordinator or brought in Bill O'Brien, that was for Bill O'Brien to take over the actual running day-to-day of the football team, so that Ryan Day could be out on the trail mm-hmm. finding the new, the next wave of Buckeyes. Now he's got Chip Kelly in there, and I don't know if that's going to be a similar structure or not. But man, if I'm Ryan Day and um, I know how great the Ohio State job is. I'm not saying going back to high school, but if an NFL 
offensive coordinator job comes open, I would have to, you know, well, really weigh that out. Depends on how happy you are. You know how happy you are personally, because yeah. like I mean, if you're but making you a lot, get in, you didn't get into coaching to just recruit. It's true, and that's what he's doing at yeah. this point. And and I understand like a guy who was ten years ago who was coaching a college football program, like you were still working with boosters and still right. playing the game, right. the board of regents thing. I the, you know having to go out with the university president on stuff. Like I get all that stuff, but I'm talking about the recruiting your own players now. The possibility of three separate signing days. I think it should really go back to one. I think three separate signing days, including like, I don't know if you saw this, the NCAA considering one in summer in June. I think that is crazy because I think now you're going to start to see some guys sit out their senior year of high school. I think that's ridiculous. Um, I think that there's, I think there's a couple of things that make it fearful. If you can make a million dollars at 18 years old. Exactly. And and I know that. and, And I'll tell you what, Owen, it's almost getting to the point where I think the NCAA might even be, it's made me wonder, are you torpedoing yourself on purpose? It's like, you know where the end game is on this. And I've wondered, like, you have states suing the NCAA, Virginia and Tennessee. They're winning these lawsuits. And I'm thinking, does the NCAA, the member institutions, remember, the NCAA is just a conglomerate, an organization of member institutions. Do the member institutions still want that there, or do they want to do their own thing and be done with the NCAA and put something else in place for the other sports? See, that's my question, and I don't know. Because, you, again, you and I are more football-versed. Because with basketball, I tend to worry more, not as much with the coaches, even though, like, Jay Wright's stepped away, Coach K stepped away. You know, we're wondering when's the end for Izzo and all the other stuff. I don't. I don't worry. I don't wonder about the coaches and I don't worry about the coaches. I wonder more towards the players. Cause you, you heard what coach Sean said. There's only so, so many spots. And when you get this bottleneck of guys like, yeah, college football teams need some numbers. College basketball teams don't necessarily need numbers. And so you're finding a bottleneck where these guys all hit the transfer portal, but only a certain percentage is making it. And I think it's made it easier for some guys like, Mid-major colleges have been able to hit the transfer portal and have been able to find really good players who might not have been high D1 like they thought they were going to be. But I think it's been different for some of these players who thought that they were going to get a better opportunity somewhere else, and now they're left in the cold and they're playing rec basketball. I think that that's a. I, I think it's even more intense on the players with college basketball than I do with college football. Does that make any sense to you? Yeah, it's it's just. It's it seems to have been more money based for years though with college basketball, you know. Yeah. I mean, and that's the one and done. Or the, you know, you didn't even have to play college basketball until what two thousand five. Yeah. Two thousand six. But it was. But it was. I I think that you know they only took a, they only pulled it back so much, but it's and, but you look at it, it's been a long bleed, yeah. and now I would say. I, I'm not the I'm not the end all be all here. I know more women's basketball players than I know men. I know zero men. So I, exactly. So it's I know two women. You know, some people are getting excited over like Kentucky had a great game the other day against Mississippi State. Tennessee had a great win just last night. Right uh, in college basketball, but it's it's fe- it's late February. Like when was the last time I really paid attention to people putting out on social media yeah. about these basketball games here? So, cause we're getting ready for the tournament. Well, what happened to your know, big well, Monday? I don't even know who the star is right now. Like exactly. college basketball. I can name. Is it Zach Eady? Yeah. That's and, the, the, and what did Lima that's say? The big his, guy in Purdue. 
And I probably, until two weeks ago, would have called him the big guy in Purdue. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, the last college basketball player that I can remember that was really splashy, you had Zion and Ja Morant that year. So Yeah. But that's been four years and ago. And Ja was small school. Yeah. He was mid-major. And I think that might have been why, because he was doing something at a, at a where was he, Murray? Yes. Yeah, so... That's the only reason that it stuck out to me. Basically, yeah. So, I don't know. I, I did want to just get, because I knew Lima was going to be out for paternity, and I wanted to do this last Thursday. Couldn't do it last Thursday because I was sick. I just wanted to take a look at it from both sides. Because, again, I know this is very niche, very boutique, but uh, I figured, hey, what the hell? Since Lima's out, I'm going to do it. Not that Lima doesn't care about these things, but I was like, all right, let's do one-on-one interviews here, and let's see where it is. And it's eventually we'll do. we got some answers on the shot clock and things yeah. like that, right? And uh, I do think it is interesting, you know, we're burbs guys, right? It's yeah. it's much different out there, especially when you have a closed enrollment thing, as opposed to um, being in the city of Cleveland where you have multiple high schools and things like that, and then guys going to maybe to a burb school or whatever. It was nice to get those answers from Coach Sean. That's very true. All right, this is going to post here very short, very shortly. I'm already texting Coach, so we'll have that out there for everybody. And obviously, if you're listening to it live, thank you very much. Also, I'm getting yelled at right now Good. by people on social media. Oh, why? Because um, you were Keith, soft on the Keith, coach? No, Keith accused us of just going right back to the Michigan thing, and a guy just called us out on Twitter about it. I was like, I defended it. Lima just said Michigan. I didn't say a damn thing about Michigan. Lima did it. Well, you're a big Michigan guy. Fair. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.